They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome into another edition of the 12.15 Club. It is my Ariel here in the mic. We are just getting ready for a Christmas break. I'm joined by Eric Jones, the big German, Dylan the graphics guy, Marvin the Prince. It's kind of like a very loose day here at the Dan Patrick Show, especially in the back room. Um, full disclosure, we're having a couple beers. Uh, we had a great lunch that Alan, the IT guy, prepared for us. We had a little bit of a kind of like a social distance Christmas party. We didn't get to have one this year. DP usually throws one every year. Um, and that's usually where we kind of go and have a little bit of fun and kind of recap the year. But we didn't have that this year, given all that's going on in the pandemic. So we had it here. Eric, any is there like a relief? I know you're a big part of that Christmas party. What was your thoughts on no Christmas party this year? Take away the fact that it's a pandemic. Yeah, you set me up here for success. Um, <laughs> I don't mind helping. Um, it certainly in a lot of ways as I've done it, I think this would be like my fourth or fifth year, um, helped um, you know, Dan be able to trust me because I you know, was able to execute. Because just so people understand, it's not just a Christmas party for Dan the Danettes and the backroom guys. It's there's 150, 200 people typically that are there. Um, this is what Dan talks about on the air. This is what Chad comes out for. Uh, he has every year. This is where the pig story I told a few weeks back uh, came yeah. from. So um, I don't know if I'd say it's a relief. I miss our buddy Chad. He usually comes and spends a few days at my house. Um, I miss seeing, um, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of Dan's friends and stuff because I'm always the guy out by the grill with Chad. So people want to get to know me, hoping they're going to get a little couple, some scraps. <laughs> but uh, but no, um, I understand why we didn't do it. I wish it had happened. Is it a relief? I don't know. It's like everything with COVID, right? It's like, you know, at first you think it's a relief, right? Like, oh, I get to work from home. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know what? I'd rather go back in the office. So um, I don't have, it's not a clear answer, but uh, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. And uh, to your point, I learned that very quickly where it's like, yeah, you get to work from home. And then it's just like, it feels like the day is just all merged together and you don't really even have a weekend because by the time you know it, you're just been home the entire time. So um, Dylan and Marv, last year was the first time you guys had gone to the Christmas party. What was your guys' impression of it? I'll start with Dylan. Dylan actually gave you a ride home. Yeah. You got in your cups last year. Yeah, I, I took a uh, I actually had a funny progression to get there because I, I took the train from my town which is about 30 minutes away because i'm a smart responsible adult and i didn't want to drink and drive um which actually ended up being way more of a pain uh <laughs> but anywho um i and i brought i actually brought dan a, a six pack but i was thirsty on the train so i drank one of them so i gave him a five pack when i got there <laughs> but um what was your impression of the, the party being that it was the first time that you went it was pretty fun i mean it was to be expected it was it was very well catered events is. Uh, which is obviously me being you know who i am i obviously I, I gravitate towards the food the food and drink section of most parties um 
but uh it was cool it was i mean it's like eric said it's definitely it's a an affair that's beyond even just you know what goes on in the show there's a dance friends and family etc what i always um, find cool about it it's not like a formal event like a lot of times people talk about like the, their christmas party you got it's like a you know tie suit situation this is kind of like you show up as you are dan usually has a couple kegs um, yeah it's it's yeah. a laid back like we were watching last year we were watching the i think it was like bill's patriots in the garage you know on tvs in the garage hanging out outside close to the yeah, keg, you're, you're the just keg drinking, and the grill you're just having beers uh they have like an inside section where they have you know some more food and it's kind of everybody's just hanging out which is a lot of fun marv you showed up late last year didn't you marvin shows up late to everything marvin you have first off to defend yourself first off you're not wrong i said on almost everything. But last year I came late because uh, my mother-in-law doesn't live in Connecticut. And so she was here and they were opening up gifts and I just kind of showed up moseyed on about two hours late, but I had a, a good time. We have like an inside joke where Dylan uh, is my son. And so he met my wife in his, uh, his bow tie. And my wife was like, he is phenomenal. And grandma didn't give me any presents. So <laughs> And, and it's probably going to stay that way. Sorry. But it was a good time. It was real laid back. And it was like a mixture of an older crowd or more like adults. And you had like the young adults. You had dance kids and all of their friends there. So it was a good time. And, you know, I'm sad we're not having it this year. Yeah, no, it sucks. We're not having one of the things they do. I always find it funny because I've never like associated these two things uh, with each other. Oh, another thing that I find funny or cool, because I've never like really associated these two things together, um, is for the younger crowd, as you kind of pointed out, Marvin, they have a pinata always for the young kids, and they 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 smash a pinata, a bunch of candy. It, um, Dan's wife usually runs it, or right? I think that's her idea. But I always find that funny. It's kind of just a side note because uh, I've never really associated a pinata with christmas but i guess again that's to the uniqueness of dan's christmas party don't i mean i didn't get one swing at the, i didn't even know there was a pinata there and i didn't get one shot at it last year so going well, forward i'd like that information well um, um but yeah no it's good to be back in the studio this week or not even this week this day because i'm only i'm only back for today then we're taking this 10-day break Marv, I noticed today that you were a little bit more excited, happy. What is it about, you know, the, these, what is it, what was it about today that kind of you had that extra oomph in your step? You know, Mario, it's just one of those things where I'm in the holiday spirit. And I think it's all the, it's always excitement. Even, you know, when this goes back to school, I think we can all relate to this when it's that half day, the day before Christmas Eve. And the teacher rolls in the TV with the VCR and, <laughs> you know, that level of excitement. And, you know, like you're going to be off. And then by the time, probably about day five or six, I'm going to be ready to come back. Uh, Eric, I will respectfully disagree. I am going to enjoy every day of this time. I said it last on last week's show, and I don't want to come across as spoiled or anything like that. But this show uh can take up to five weeks of vacation a year. And this year um, we've taken two and we're about to start uh, our third going into next year. And um, you know, it hasn't been easy doing the show during the pandemic. Dan talked about it a little bit on the sh today's show actually, but you know, there's, 
there's a lot of things that go into being able to keep this show going uh, in the middle of this pandemic. And, um, you know, a lot of that, this is self-serving, but a lot of those logistics and trying to figure all those things out falls kind of on me. And, um, you know, there's uh, been a lot of stress and, you know, moving from AT&T to uh, iHeart and, um, you know, launching on YouTube and launching on Peacock and building. And there's just a lot of stuff that went into this year. And I am going to take advantage of all 10 days and try, really try to do a energy reset personally. So are you saying that after the 10 day break, you still probably mentally won't be ready to come back? I don't know if I'll be mentally ready to come back, <laughs> but I will be here. I hope that I'm mentally ready to come back. I'm going to enjoy a much smaller Christmas uh, this year and then uh, just be home. And um, I'm glad it's 10 days. I wish it was like 21 maybe, but um, again, that sounds spoiled. So. The, the 10 days feels so much longer than it actually is because it's, it's like, I, you know, I've been preparing some work to send out just kind of to cover for those couple of days. And it's like, yeah, it's only really a week plus two days that we're really missing from work other than, you know, outside of the weekend. So it's, I think it's a lot shorter than we have in our mind, but Dylan. I would just like to call out Marvin for saying that after five or six days, he'll be ready to come back because that's an absolute lie. No one, no one is going to be on day five being like, oh, man, I wish I could go back tomorrow instead of having five days off after like I'm sure Dan and the Danettes feel the same way. Like everyone just trucked through the last seven months. Marvin's out here, you know, trying to be a suck up or whatever. I don't know. But I call I called your bluff, Mark. <laughs> Marvin, what do you have to defend yourself on this? Let me rephrase. I wouldn't mind coming back if that means we could wake up at like nine I or, will noon, not or noon. I will. Well, we know about you waking up at noon, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother almost firing. But anyway, I think that if you woke up at a certain time, I'd be all good. But the 530 wake up, I will not miss. And I am all in on waking up, eating some cinnamon toast crunch (laughs) and, you know, rewatching Entourage and The Wire. That is the the real adjustment. But, you know, like I will miss the show like. I love this job. I hate sounding like this. Like, I love this job, but it's better than what most people. Well, that's exactly how you sound. Huh? That's true. I said, I said, you said you hate sounding like this, but that's exactly what you sound like. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're right. Forgive me guys. I think we all feel that way. Eric. I will say Marvin though. And I know you've worked in the media, so you probably worked some odd shifts, but I worked um, on a show called the Artie Lang show. And that was live from 10 PM to 1 AM. And once you get on the that schedule, it's not easy to wake up no matter what time you have to wake up, right? So like, well, it doesn't matter if you're waking up at five in the morning because you have an early job or three in the afternoon because you got to get to the city by five. Right, Dylan? It's difficult to wake up no matter what. Very difficult. Once you get on a schedule, it can be tough. But I've been um, trying to get on that schedule. <laughs> yeah, no, Dylan generally does. Okay, now... Um, but yeah, and also Marvin has, I just wanted to point out that Marvin has a diet of like a four-year-old. He's like, what does he want to do with his vacation? Have cinnamon toast crunch? Like, what's wrong with you, Marvin? <laughs> like any good adult. Marv, do you have anything to defend yourself again? All right. So completely unrelated. I know we're off the rails, but whatever. What's the best cereal ever? For Frosted taste? Flakes. Frosted Flakes. Not Captain even Crunch. CT I- Crunch is good though, too. 
I am by far the most unhealthy, uh, at least externally looking, of the twelve fifteen boys. But I don't uh, eat cereal I don't know. at all. So you don't eat cereal? No. When was the last time you had a bowl? Well, you're lactose intolerant, so yeah. But that's not that's a similar that's affliction we, to is talk. That's something right? we can reveal on the twelve fifteen club. We've that talked exclusive. Yeah, I think we've talked about this, especially with Todd, because he thought I was comparing lactose intolerance and he got he was disease. like them them's fighting words, Theo. He was like, you know, I was like, bro, these? bro, I'm not comparing. Speak, these two things. Speaking of Todd, he hung out a little bit with us in our uh, little Christmas get together lunch just about half hour ago, and he was still, I think, rolling off of his holiday names, uh, Dylan. Um, also, I mean, he just wasn't wearing shoes. He was, he was wearing like he was wearing like an Ohio State football jersey and pajama pants, socks. It was actually pretty pretty good fit. Giving it giving it eight out of ten. He was explaining something about like how his foot is messed up and he has to go to podi- a podiatrist. And I was just like, this is the most Todd moment uh, ever, Eric. Well, yeah. So I kind of walked out. Dan had to do a meeting, and so I just made sure that all the all that was going well. And then I walked out and there was whatever, six or seven backroom guys all kind of on one side of the pavilion, kind of underneath where the camera normally is. And then Todd was standing like at the end of the table and everyone was socially distanced and such, but everyone's just looking at Todd and he's holding court. And I walked out and I was like, is Todd just like in the middle of rehearsing his next stand-up special or what's going on here? And I don't mind calling Todd out a little bit. I, I kind of feel bad because he does get it so much on camera, but um, some of it's, you know, sometimes can maybe be exaggerated a little bit, but Todd is certainly a character that um, once you get to know, um, there's certainly lots of things to uh, point out uh, about his idiosyncrasies. And, um, you know, he certainly, yeah. I mean, just today you talk about no socks. He didn't wear socks the whole show today. And there was a moment I, Mario and probably by the time this is out, we've put it on social media, but I caught him kind of shuffling from Dan's side to his chair in his onesie with his white socks hanging out. And um, both Seton and Paul and Mario all just reacted immediately. Like, oh, my God, that was ridiculous. So uh, I'm sure that gif is out there at this point. But, yeah, um, Todd's an interesting human being. Todd, the thing with Todd is that, and I feel like everybody who is run into somebody from outside of the show gets the question, is Todd actually, uh, is, is he exactly what he is on camera? And it's like, yes, he 100% is especially in those moments where he's, you know, just talk, you, you're just talking to him and he's going a thousand miles per hour. And we, you, you know, if you listen to 1215 club, you heard that in the past, but Todd is completely always just going at a thousand miles per hour, the same way he did his, his holiday name today, Marv. Todd is also the king of TMI as you know, our 1215 listeners already know. And it's not even like when it's something too personal. I think Todd is just sometimes it could just be too much. Case in point, like today with the names, Dan was like, okay, well, how many names do you have? And Todd was like 70. And Dan's face was like, wait, I'm sorry. I'm a little definite here. I thought you said 70. And he was dead serious. And Seton also brought up a really good point where like the constant recycling of these names like Valentine's Day, I don't want to hear Kevin Love. And during Christmas time, stop telling me about Tree Rollins. I mean, I love Todd, but we all have the same sentiments. Dill. 
I mean, the fact that Todd was able to sit there and look at Dan and say with a straight face that he had written down 70 names and he was prepared to gun through all of them right there. That's impressive enough on its own because he said that and I was like, oh, my God, they're just going to end the show right now. And the thing is that he was dead serious about that, too. It wasn't like he wasn't pulling any punches. He wasn't exaggerating. He actually had 70 names. If anything, it was probably more than that. Yeah, and he was kind of cautioning on the the lower side to see if Dan would bite. It's actually Um, like 120, but I'll see what he reacts to say. The thing with Todd that I don't understand, and this is even what my own experience is with him, is like you can tell him something and he'll just do it all over again. So the fact that like the guys have tried to encourage him to do different names and to come up with something outside of the 80s, and he still comes firing back with the same – Le'Veon Bell, Nairland's Noel. <laughs> like, dude, I know you get some some crap sometimes, but sometimes it could be a little bit warranted. Marv. I think you're absolutely right. And Todd is also the king of, he's the funniest when he's not supposed to be funny. Yeah. And it is the complete when, he when he's not trying to be funny. Right. And I don't know how he feels about that. Next time we'll have him on a 1215 Club, an hour-long edition, and so he could tell us about it. I'm sure you'd love editing that, Marv. Oh, it'd be a dream come true. I mean, but Todd just goes on a roll, and here it is almost like it's twelve fifteen therapy. It's like a safe space for him, right? Right. Because, because on the show, on the show he does it. It's like it's all everybody you know jumps on him. Here he does it. We have a little bit less control of Todd Fritz. You know, I'm not Dan Patrick in any sense of the word, so I can't really slow him on those train tracks. And it's just like it's like a boulder falling down a really, really steep hill. And there's really no stopping him. The last thing I wanted to get to with you guys and kind of the spirit of ending the year. Did you guys have a favorite moment, whether it was behind the scenes at the Dan Patrick show, something that uh, necessarily didn't transpire on screen with the deep with the with the guys? Marv? My favorite thing this year was when Bruce Smith came on the show the day after he was a contestant on Family Feud and he just had <laughs> such a terrible answer and DP let him redeem himself on the show by giving a much better answer than uh than what he gave. So that's the first thing that popped up in my head as far as uh favorite things that happened this year on the show. Dylan? Um, well, this one's good because it's also sort of throw shade at Mario, but I got to go to the Super Bowl to work on the... Super Bowl edition of the show, which that was this year, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, February. So that was cool because I'd never been. I was. It was a like a two week haul, but it was. Uh, it was pretty cool to see how, like, a show like this just gets propped up, cranked through, and then ripped apart all in like a week. Yeah, there's no need to bring that up, Dylan. Uh, Eric. It is funny though, Dylan, because. Um, they spend two weeks building it, right? And then we had the last show, and then it was like, I don't know, whatever, 11 o'clock at night or something like that. And all of a sudden, it's like by 7 a.m. the next day, it's mostly like you couldn't even tell there had been a show there. Um, so it's, sure. it, it's like there's like tumbleweeds rolling through. <laughs> You're like, wait, I just spent all that time, money, and effort. Yeah. Oh, okay, there it goes. Um, my best moment, um, show moment, I think it might be. It's either between Bagel Boy 
because I just think that that was just so funny. I laughed so hard at Todd's ridiculous bagel story. Um, or the Kevin Harlan uh, interview, or sound alike, where um, where Todd actually thought that he needed to tell everybody who was who. Um, but behind the scenes, I mean, I, I just, and I've said, I've said it several times in the show, but just proud of the work that all the crew behind the scenes, and Dan talked about it too, but, um, you know, in order to get this show, keep the show on air five days a week, you know, through a global pandemic and, um, you know, everything that we went through and all the different changes. And, you know, it, it, it's just so funny because we, it was less than two weeks after we, left um a big corporate conglomerate to to be on our own and uh all of a sudden i get hit with this pandemic and um you know sign the contract with peacock and in the middle of all that and um you know just a lot of behind the scenes stuff that um, we all went through this year together and i'm just proud of the way it all has worked so thank you to you boys and everyone else involved with the show for for allowing it to keep going yeah i think this year um and I don't know if it's, it's a testament to 1215 club. I think the backroom guys have built um, somewhat of like a camaraderie that there wasn't necessarily present with BRGs in the back to say, um, I guess there's a lot more of us now. Um, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of always busting each other's chops and there's a lot of inside jokes now. So I think that's one thing that I I'll take away from this year, despite as difficult as it's been, kind of building this newfound, I guess, camaraderie with all the guys in the back. And, um, you know, you know, when you're coming to work, whether it's going to be a long day or it's difficult topics, whatever it may be, you kind of have the supporting cast where it's like you can crack, crack a joke. And, you know, there, there's somebody that's going to say something that's going to make you laugh. Marv. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's really based off of Dan's attitude when he comes into comes to the show. And you kind of, you know, follow his lead, basically. And, you know, everyone's kind of got the same sense of humor and, you know, a mm -hmm. little bit crude, a little bit crass or whatever. But, you know, it's all in good fun. And it makes the show go by a little bit faster. And, you know, you just have more fun. I always think it's a little bit easier doing a job with people that you actually like, except Dylan. I don't like Dylan. But <laughs> other than that, you know, it's Can't blame been me. great. Yeah, so my wife likes you, but I don't know why. At least one of my parents does. <laughs> I think that's all we got. Thanks for hanging around. If you hung around this long on this episode 1215, we did it a little bit different this week, given that's just the last show. We kind of want to just look back and really, really just sit down and kind of reflect on what this year had been like. We obviously didn't do an interview, kind of went off the rails there a little bit. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed it. If not, I'm sorry. We're not Dan Patrick. <laughs> oh, we hope you have a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy New Year. It's been fun. We'll see you guys next year on the 1215 Club. It is Mario signing off for Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Eric the Big German. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year.